Welcome to the latest edition of the Ansan Football Podcast, the podcast that covers the highs and the lows of K-League two-side Ansan Greeners. I'm Mike Brandon and I'll be your host for this edition of the pod. In the first section, I talked to two journalists from the Indonesian sports website Indosport to talk about Ansan's Indonesian sensation Aznawi. And in the second section, I'll be joined by pod regulars Colin Campbell and James Walsh as we dissect Ansan's April form. So, enjoy the pod. I'm Mike Brandon and I'm joined by uh, Martini and also Han from Indosport and uh, joining us to... Hello, I am <laughs> They're joining us to actually um, give us um, more insight into Ansan's big sensation, Asnawi uh, Mangalam Bahar, um, and also talking about the impact that um, the K-League has had back in Indonesia or you know, how much um, Asnawi has had an effect on people watching the K-League. So let's let's start on that point then. How has uh, Asnawi's time in the K-League been received in Indonesia? Uh, yeah, uh, as I told you before, uh, Indonesian are very proud when Asnawi joined the Ansan Greeners in K-League. We follow Ansan's uh, social media uh, and now Ansan is one of the club with the most Instagram follower in K-League, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. And now, uh, let's say a week ago, K-League account published Asnawi's video on YouTube uh, in just five days. The video recorded more than one million views. It means oh. that we are we curious about Asnawi's performance in K-League. Right. They are incredible statistics, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Asnawi is, is, is uh, one of potential football players in Indonesia. And of course, all the people of Indonesia give him big attention playing in Ansan. And, and when he come to Ansan, his follower of Ansan jump up to uh, 15, 15, 6 million until now. It is this great achievement for, for Ansan. So yeah, it's his biggest achievement for Ansan and Asnawi. Right, those numbers make actually are far higher than any other K League club, even going up to Ulsan, who are the Asian champions right now. So it's been obviously, um, so obviously Indonesia is a huge market for football, and actually your your club football is very passionate, as I understand that. Can you tell me a little bit about the um, the experience and of the club football in Indonesia? Yeah, and in every match, uh, every supporter come to the stadium in every match in football in Indonesia. But when the pandemic comes, so we, the football is 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 stopped. We just watching and at home. It's it's biggest biggest um, hard to the Indonesian fans because they cannot see direct the match just watching in the television. But when the but this is make the good impact for. Football player like Asnawi and another football playing upward in, in Indonesia. This means pandemic is not not always bad for Indonesia, but it's good for the player. So he, he can choose playing outside Indonesia. Right. Martini. Yeah, uh, we know that uh, the number of viewers fanaticism in League One Indonesia is more than K League. But uh, mm. since pandemic. Uh, the feeling uh, we can uh, we can 
showed that so uh, that's good uh, when uh, Indonesian people go abroad so we can see them uh, yeah I, I think so okay so with that in mind how do you feel as Nawi himself how has he done so far is he above or below what you expected for his impact in the K-League uh, I think until now is Nawi doing very good and under the kill team sick coach, he is he in his promise he's always been the first choice. And uh, two months ago, he made history as the first Indonesian player making assists in South Korean league. So I think Andino is good, but yeah, he's very, very young. He's 21 years old. He's still much bit improved. It's like a technique, body strength, and shot accuracy is very, very not not uh, not completed. So so yeah, he must be improved. For the next games. Anyway, uh, I'm so surprised when uh, I see Asnawi plays as a right winger, right? Because we know that at first he's a defensive midfielder, then he tried to play as a fullback, but now he is a winger. Uh, he's a versatile player. I'm I'm so surprised. I know Indonesian was so surprised too. Maybe in the next time we can call him Asnawi Mangku Alam Bell because he is playing <laughs> like that bell. Yeah, Apart from he's the, a versatile the player. That's cool. Then, then he grew up in Real Madrid as the winger. Maybe Asnawi can can follow the, the Gareth Bell uh, style. Mm. Yeah. yeah, he has been used in quite a lot of positions, but I found that what has surprised us most is when he's been in an attacking position. He's kind yeah. of been the really looks uh, looks so different to a lot of the, the K-League players. Like Even when he's not in possession, he's moving to space and he's very aware of the game. Um, I think he's, he's not just very fast athletically um, in terms of his actual physical speed. He's very quick reading the game. Um, I wonder, is, does, is that obvious when he was playing in the Indonesian League One or... Does he stand out more in the K League? Um, I think it is 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 more position as now we play in Indonesia is is wing back and defensive midfielder. So he the coach usually using his, his speed his strength to 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 hold the ball in the in the, in the the midfield. Uh, depends he's playing in a winger. So the the, the playing as a winger in in K League is is the first first uh, experience for him and he, he good very well he make analysis in the first first uh, position so yeah so certainly in terms of his impact he got the uh, assist for the goal against Dejan last week so that was yeah. good to see him um, starting to add to those statistics um, so Another statistic that's come out is when Asnawi has been removed or substituted, Ansan have gone on to concede and then lose the game. So he's certainly becoming very important for Ansan. Um, which then makes me think, is this a good level for Asnawi to be playing at? Or do you think he can play at a much higher level than he then? Uh, I think for now, he's, he's still very young. He's 21 years old. And playing an outside is, is like, the K League, we know the, the, the league is faster than the Indonesian League. There's more, so much football talented in there. And I think it's good for him to, to, to improve his skill, improve his, his uh, strength. And yeah, 
playing in Aston is good for for Aston for now. But I don't know for the two or three next season, we we should be playing more more higher, more level than now. But for for this season, uh, Aston uh, Aston is good choice for Aston. Yeah, for well, me, Kaylee too is a good level for him right now because this is the first time uh, he plays in another country. So yeah, second year is enough, but next uh, one or two years later, hopefully he can play in the top level. Uh, certainly from our Ansan perspective, we hope he can take us to a, the, the top level in Korea, actually. Um, we, okay. had the we had the chance to go top yesterday, but of course mm. we, we lost to Seoul Eland. Um, so are people watching the, the K-League matches with Ansan in Indonesia? Uh, when I say in, in Indonesia is not have a legal broadcaster of showing the, the K League, mm -hmm. uh, including there's not we cannot see direct uh, as unsigned match in in for TV. But after the match, there's all social media in Indonesia and all media in Indonesia always uh, reported as now we match. There's there's meaning yeah Indonesian people always watching him, but not from the TV. Maybe in the the, the online broadcaster. Or okay. watching their their social media. Yeah, that's meaning. Yeah, Indonesia still give the big attention of Asnawi in Ansan Dreamers. But anyway, uh, I watch Ansan matches on Never TV on the website. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I see some football account here share the link streaming how to watch Asnawi uh, by using VPN. <laughs> okay, so it's anyway. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, Mark uh, Asnawi is also uh, a candidate for best player in April, right? Especially come the end of the season, I'll be expecting to to see him possibly in the mm -hmm. team of the season in the K2. Yep, certainly. Um, how about the national team then? He's he's made a few appearances. Um, yeah, it is is the best choice of from the the under level for for under sixteen, under nineteen. Maybe he can, now he can call in, in, in the national team senior, right, Martini? So now we call, call in the national team senior? Yeah, for right yeah. now, uh, Sintayong called him to join the national team senior. Yeah, and, and his, his, his performance as now we, in Ansan General, I think as now we will be the first choice in, in, uh, in Sintayong formation for national team. Right. Actually, having the, that Korean connection as the head coach is probably yeah. going to help as well, maybe. He's a good friend of, of Sin Tayang. <laughs> right. Um, okay, so um, just away from the pitch then for a moment, and we've been talking a lot about the social media impact. And um, I think for, for my experience, of course, um, as now seems to represent a new way of uh, the way fa fans for consuming football, as you've noted, it's not so easy to actually see these games, but the media attention is far higher than it is for the actual, you know, the big teams playing in Korea. Um, and Ansan have officially, you know, um, been part of those uh, promotions. Um, yes. And, and so we see, um, we see the word Iwako, I think, I, forgive my pronunciation, a lot. What does that actually mean? Uh, Ewako is some words from, from South Sulawesi. It's, it's local word for Makassar. And I'm not from Makassar, so I don't really understand what the meaning. Maybe Martini is, is from there knowing the meaning. 
uh, I, I know that you ever heard uh, a slogan like Hala Madrid or Forza Juve. So, okay. Ewako is the tagline for PSM Makassar. That means uh, I dare to fight you or let's fight, let's fight Asnawi, Ewako Asnawi, like that. Okay. So, Korean's <laughs> obviously, it's actually a, a Konglish word. They say fighting a lot, and I'm guessing yeah. it's used that way as well. In yeah, another right. in other language, maybe it's like gambate in from Japan, something like that. Mm. Okay, um, I think we can we can understand those uh, Ansan promotions a little more now. Actually, <laughs> uh, um, is there actually any of us like special Indonesian language regarding football? Um, I I don't know. Is this a specific word for for some attraction in the football, but uh, literally, we, we the fans giving the the support sense like semangat, uh, something like that. The simple word. There's not a specific word to, to to some beautiful expression. Is there any word that we can use for making an ansan chant <laughs> or song? <laughs> I don't know. I I not really knowing the the Korean league, but but if if the using Indonesian, you can use the semangat ansan something like that it's something for me to practice <laughs> um, <laughs> um, okay great um so are there any other indonesian players you think will follow in asnawi's footsteps and move into the k league or perhaps other uh, until now, there is no much rumors that an Indonesian player playing in a board. But in the 2020, uh, first January, there is some rumors that two Indonesian players who joined in the South Korean League. There is uh, Dalen Doke and Muhammad Iqbal. There is the ex-Indonesian under-19 player. They have uh, some invite invitation to, to join trial with the Chengju FC team. I think it's the, the third league in, in Korea, but until now, there is no more uh, the continue of the news. Join or not, is still not clear. Yeah, uh, for me, uh, some Indonesian player is worth to follow us now to play in K-League. Uh, let me mention, uh, see Brave Patari, uh, he brought his team Persija Jakarta won the preseason a few weeks ago. Uh, he's still 18 years old. His potential, you know, uh, and also Pratama Arhan maybe uh, he is the best young player in the preseason. Uh, they are since young favorite uh, players so far in Indonesian national team. Also, why not to follow us now? Yeah, and, and and one place in Indonesia if you want to 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 get some good player is Tulehu. Tulehu in Indonesia is known as uh, uh, a soccer land, a football land. It's, it's produced so much talented football from Indonesia. So if, if, if Ansan wants give it, give, bring his talent scouting, just come to Tulehu. Tulehu family. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, okay I'll, I'll, hopefully they... Well, we've given <laughs> Asnawi's impact compared to some of our other, our other foreign imports in the league. I think we should probably pursue that because, of course, he's been, for me, certainly our brightest star this season. Um, with that in mind, is there anything else we need to know about um, 
about Aznawi or anything else you, we can expect to see from him or this season? I expected, of course, he's, he's, he should be more improved on herself, more skill, more body strength. Uh, I hope he, he can get much uh, playing time in this season. You know, this season is very, very long. He has so 20 or yeah, 20 match again until this season end. I hope he can uh, get the first team and bring the Anasnawi promotion next season. And after get the promotion, of course, he's playing a higher level than now. And it is my expectation. Certainly, that's uh, the best situation for us here as well. So we hope that comes. Um, we hope that comes to light. Um, is there anything we we can know about Asnawi himself as a as a person, etc.? We obviously with the pandemic, we can't really get to interview or meet players in the same way that we could um, just in a few years ago. Is there anything about Asnawi's history or character that is interesting for us to know about? <laughs> I'm not really, uh, I never meet face-to-face -face with Asnawi, but uh, I just saw him in the field. And I think he's, he's, he's very powerful, very, how can I say, very brave to, to fighting his rival on the field. You know, in South Korea, I have the, the much higher, much, much stronger than him, but he brave to one-on-one -on -one of him. So that, that's meaning is very, very, very brave for a young player in Indonesia. Martini, I think he, he some, some, sometimes he, he gives some direct message for us. Now we know he is as now he better than me. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, talking about his story about us now, we, uh, I know that uh, as now he has uh, Vlada, uh, as now he has uh, a full name Asnawi Mangku Alam Bahar. That's interesting because Bahar is his father name, his family name, and Bahar Muharram is a legend for PSM Makassar. His uh, coach also, so that's why Asnawi is a good player since uh, young. So he comes. Yeah. So he's following in the footsteps of. Yeah. Right. Wow. Okay. Father like son. <laughs> it's definitely interesting. Do you think many Indonesian fans would travel to Korea to watch Ansan? Um, if they could, of course, the pandemic is really is not an ideal situation for any any of us. But do you think Indonesian fans would travel to Korea for just for just for watching him? I think if, if Ansan playing in the final cup, I think some people of Indonesia will come to Korea. But yeah, it, it depends what Ansan doing this season. If they're doing very well and get the top level, and they, I think some of people of, of Indonesia come through to there. Indonesia is very fantastic football fans, though. Anything can be happening here. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Shin uh, Taeyong also told us if he's a small group of Indonesian supporters, maybe 20 or 30 people in the stadium when Asnawi against Jeonan. And he asked more Indonesian people uh, to watch Asnawi. Uh, please, 5,000 people come to support Asnawi, he said. Right. <laughs> That's possible, I see. Oh. Excellent. Okay. So I would like to say thank you for joining us here on the Ansan Football Podcast. Yeah, and thank you, Michael. Is there, uh, thank you. 
And of course, we can you can follow uh, content from Martini and Han on the Indosport website, indosport.com. Okay, so thank you very much. And I hope that we can invite you to Korea next year to watch Asnari playing in the K1 for Ansan. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, thank you very much. Thank, thank you, Mike. So in this section, I'm joined by Dr. Colin Campbell and James Walsh, and we're going to be just reflecting on the events or to some degree non-events of April as at the time of recording, we find ourselves in this strange, dark K2 world where Anyang are top of the league. So before we go to K-League though, let's go just with the KFA um, and let's start by focusing on that FA Cup game against Asan. So, first up then, how are you lads and how did you find our FA Cup debacle? Yeah, not bad, mate, thanks. How about yourself, mate? I'm decent. I'm yeah, doing uh, well. You know, uh, I think J- Finney said this on the podcast you did last time about the FA Cup. It just doesn't look like they're invested but putting out the second tier players. Indeed. I think what surprised me or kind of annoyed me the most is we've got a few players who in the first team who we want to give more, more game time to, and they, they could have easily started that game to rack up some minutes. Instead, there was a complete change, a completely different 11 to what we've been playing in the league. And of course, inevitably we got dumped out one nil. Yeah, I think that's what we have to consider, the fact that it was an experimental lineup, And I would have fancied our you know, first choice 11 to beat Asan at home. But fair play to Chungam Asan and Matthias Salvas. They deserve to progress on reflection. So as we talked about last time as well, we would have had the chance to invite you know one of the top half K1 teams to, to our stadium in in Pohang, I mean, how much of a disappointment is that? Do you think it really affects the club? Well, just to touch on Colin's earlier point, I don't think the vast majority of K1 teams take the competition seriously, as is the case with the K2 side. So it would have been nice to welcome a big hitter such as Pohang Steelers to the WAS Stadium, but... I wasn't too disappointed, which is sad in a way that there's not that value attached to the magic of the cup, so to speak. There seems to be an issue back in in, in many leagues. The um, you know eventually you know this sheer disparity in wealth between different sides means that the big teams are still there in the final four more often than not, despite essentially disregarding the, the cup, but it's sad to see lower league teams disregarding it as well, I think. Yeah, you would think they might use it as a way to uh, put themselves in the spotlight. It's really their only chance to get an audience outside of the K2 crowd. And that's been an issue for Ansan generally this season. The crowd size is hovered in the 500s per game. That's down from you know, 
in 2019, the crowds was anything between 1,000 to 3,000 on a high point. Okay, um, it's not a world-beating crowd, but you know, in terms of the wider context of the K League, it's not too bad a size. Do you think this is just a pandemic setting in, or do you think there's a there's a general malaise towards the club in in the city now? Yeah, I believe that if it weren't for you know the Corona restrictions on the capacity and the numbers of fans allowed into the stadium that we would see a greater marketing push to put bums on seats, especially given that Asnawi has joined the club this season and you've got a big Indonesian population in the city itself and within Korea. So hopefully it'd be easy for fans to purchase tickets to the game and less complicated and when that right. happens and they can get paper tickets on the gates of the day of the games themselves then I believe we'll see an increase in attendance figures right yeah it's the demographics of the crowd is quite diverse um, for me I have three kids I would have taken them a lot more if it wasn't for the pandemic Specifically, if it wasn't for my wife worrying about them riding the train down to the games, I think that's affected it a lot. Um, they probably canceled their 15 to 20 percent of every crowd is giving middle school tickets, middle school students free tickets for picking up five pieces of garbage after the game's over. <laughs> and so that's probably taken a big chunk out of their attendance as well. Right. So I think a lot of factors, because there's not really a, you can't really have a pre-match meeting with people, friends, etc., or a post-match, can we, in the situation? Um, and of course, the, the ticketing system, um, especially with the commission as well, having to book online and things, it's actually, you know, I find you're paying about 20, 25% extra for a ticket just to, to book it. So I think there's a lot of, a lot of problems there. Um, okay. So of course, it's a lot of negativity there. Let's go and look at some, I'm going to say middling positivity over the last month. So we did some predictions, as you recall, about how this would go. But let me just reel off our league form from April. And I'll also include, um, at the time of recording, um, the Seoul Elan match on Sunday night. So first up, Busan 1-1. Then we uh, lost at home to Jeonnam. Then we beat Buchon away 1-0, hosted Daejeon, another 1-0 win, and then we went down 1-0 at Seoul Eland. So while our results do look like uh, a string of binary code, what's your overall feeling from those results last month? I think, like you've just alluded to, it's a mixed bag in many ways. Some real positives, especially some of the goals that have gone in for us in that period. Choi Gonju's half-volleyed screamer at the Goodock against Busan Eye Park. And Min Jun Yong's rocket that sunk Buchon 1995 away stand out. But if you look at the season as a whole, we've only scored eight goals. So that's glaring for me. And it's something that we need to address. I know Canotto is injured for the Green Wolves at the moment, but we need somebody to fill that void, to step up. I was hoping Robson Doati would build on his bright start, but that hasn't happened. 
he hasn't kicked on since that winner against Asan at home. Right. Yeah, and I wouldn't leave out uh, Shimin Jay's blast to put the uh, citizen, the Dejan citizen, down 1 0 a couple weeks back. That was. Building up to there, we were looking really good before the Seoul Eland game. We were looking to get, you know, nine to 15 shots per game on goal, averaging. And then last night, which would have been May 2nd, the Sunday night game against Eland, it was quite disappointing seeing maybe one or two feckless deflected headers put into the keeper's arms. And that was about it. Yeah, I felt that, you know, when we gone, he got the headed winner from a corner. That was hugely avoidable, in my opinion. You know, Lee Sung-bin opted to punch the ball prior to conceding that set piece rather than catching it. So, hugely frustrating. But I think, you know, given that Elam were the better side over the course of 90 minutes, that Anstan can't have too many complaints with the result last night. Yeah, you give Isung Bin a hard time. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure if he deserves it or not. It's hard to tell if he made some pretty nice saves versus Eland. And you are right, though. There are a lot of balls that I'm questioning. Should he have collected it or should he have punched it? I think he's punching it to play it safe. But there's a fair amount of balls that he puts back out into the box that I think he could could catch. Yeah, we, yeah oh, I don't know what that is. He does more often than not opt to punch rather than collect. So that's something that the goalkeeping coaches at the club need to look at and work with him to improve upon. But also, if you look at the Busan Eye Park equaliser in the game earlier in April, you know, Jung Hun Song's close range effort from Drozdech's cross. For me, Isung Bin was hugely culpable in that situation, also. He was like a, a polo mint, the ball just went straight through him. <laughs> Which, uh, incidentally, is uh, what half of the. Uh... The scores from our games look like so if you actually look at across those results are are we looking at a very organized ansan defense uh, that that just needs to just needs to put the ball away more or is this just the general there's a kind of there were some big results earlier in the season with other teams but just the k2 does seem to be generally low scoring so is this just the fact that the K the K two is low scoring and Ansan have actually had the rub of the green rather than we are on the cusp of or one striker away from actually challenging. Well, I look at you know last night's game and somebody like Leonardo up front for the Leopards. He's an exciting talent, and if you look at Elan's early form, they were blown away teams. I seem to remember that Gimchon Sangmu home win. So I don't think it's indicative of the league as a whole. I just think that Ansan are lacking firepower at the moment. Yeah, it it seems like 
they're not just lacking firepower, but they're lacking that kind of confidence that comes from having that killer instinct. Uh, you see Ryundo, Kim Ryundo. At times when he gets the ball on the wing, he has a chance to turn towards the goal or turn towards the corner. And he seems, not just him, but in general, they seem to prefer going towards the corner and pass and crossing it rather than taking it dead at the goalie. And I know that's not always the smartest thing to do, but it just kind of speaks to a lack of just hunger to get the ball in the net. Yeah, that tactic's not working. If you, we looked, talked about this earlier, but Ansan's goal highlights reel this season is going to be great because there's been some absolute rockets. Um, but we've not really seen a lot of, you know, scrambled balls scored in the box or headers or anything like that, have we? So um, we either need someone who can do that or we need a bit of a tactical change in how we're going to actually put the ball in the back of the net. Yeah, I do feel like if you get in a player, a playmaker that could potentially fill the boots of Canotto, then Kim Riondo would be licking his lips. He is a fox-in-a-box striker for me, and he needs that service, and he'll thrive off that. It's just unfortunate at the minute that Canotto is out injured. Right. But I agree touching on Colin's earlier point, that we do need to be a bit more direct. That's why Asnawi has been refreshing. He just gets the ball and goes at defenders, goes at full-backs. So, yeah. at least, you know, there's some positives from the new signings that we've had in the close season. He's also He's been, been a spark plug for the team, it seems. Right. Um they normally bring him out in the 70th minute every game. Maybe he's tiring himself out because of it. And every game except for this last one, I think he's put in a better than average performance compared to the other players on the field. Uh, this last game, uh, he looked a little bit tired or maybe run down. But for the most part, he's been a really exciting acquirement. Yeah, I think the John Nam game we lost highlight start. He started in defence, so then he got moved up the pitch, and I think he really ran John Nam ragged, and it brings the whole team forward. Whereas against Elan last night, especially when he was off, the entire you know the, the solely Elan back line all steps up, and it basically they just flood the midfield. Then, so I think, and we went on to lose that game against John Nam with you know the last kick of the game, which was yeah. <laughs> Alex That's a great point. When he plays that right wing, when he plays the offensive right wing, he really threatens the penalty box. And last night, when they had held him back on the defensive section of the wing, he uh, really kind of floundered. Although he did make some quite excellent interceptions in our very box. I think Elan could have actually had a... Anyone else had been playing that position. I think they would have been through on goal a few times. He, I think he's got the full package in a sense he can he can he comes back in defense and he also surges forward so that's pleasing yeah i just don't know whether it's due to the fasting periods of ramadan that kim gilshik's been careful with him however he did set up shim jamin's tapping against dajon yeah uh, just a week ago and that was in the 81st minute so he opted to keep him on in that game. It's a bit odd, to be honest. The 
times that he gets pulled before the hour mark and the times that he doesn't. And I've got to say, I think the club will be looking at some of Kim Gilshick's recent decisions, given that it seems to be how many Instagram followers you have in the K-League these days that is the most important point amongst some fans. And the spotlight will be on Kim Gilshick and there will be more scrutiny given that there's been a huge influx of new supporters that have you know, chose to follow Ansan Greeners overnight, really, since Asnawi signed. Indeed. In fact, to see us competing with the KBO teams, I mean, it's a new new heights for Ansan, at least some in some league tables anyway, just not the uh, the most crucial ones, unfortunately. You think we but, could argue that that merits an Asian Champions League spot? I Yeah, I think we should petition the, <laughs> the K-League to open one up for us. Um, yeah. We make a compelling case. We've got over 42,000 Instagram followers. Therefore, we deserve a shot at the Asian Champions League. Good luck with that, boys. Yeah. I think we'd see um, more than one goal should, a game then as well. We should sign <laughs> Kendall Jenner if that's the case. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Right. So, uh, just talking on league position, then we are fifth. We're only three points off the top, albeit you know our goal difference is one of the is is almost equal. Let's look ahead then to May, and uh, let's see what we predict we're going to be talking about um, in a month's time. So we've got Asan away on Wednesday. And then we've got um, Anyang at home, John Nam away, Seoul Eland at home, and then we close out May with a trip to Gyeongnam. I just wanted to point out, we talked about the uh, attendance earlier. There's so many 7.30 kickoffs amongst this coming months. Well, there's two of them and then a 6.30 kickoff. The timings are very unfriendly for match-going fans, pandemic aside. And I wonder if that's by design to reduce the attendance figures at matches or because I can't get my head around it. Some of these matches, if, you're, if you've got a family or kids want to go to game, it's, not, it's really not suitable for them to get that match day experience, is it? Well, there's two things I can think about. One would be they're giving the TV schedule preference to the bigger teams. Um, that makes sense. When Ansan does have good, wonderful match times, one or two o'clock on Saturday, they often don't get televised because there's too many teams playing at that time. Right. The second would be uh, during the summer, they often put games later because of the extreme heat, but I don't see why that would matter at all right now. Yeah, we're still well below twenty degrees this week, so it's a, it's an odd one. Yeah, not particularly fan friendly. I think uh, just touching on the fixtures themselves, the Chungnam Asan game on Wednesday becomes a big tie, given that we lost to Eland last night, and it's a winnable one for me. So hopefully the boys can bounce back and do the business and get the playoff charge back on course and then a huge game against our local rivals FC Anyang at the WAR on Monday that follows that again a mammoth fixture Anyang are flying at the minute Jonathan is looking like a K1 player at present so 
two massive games coming up in the immediate future for the Greeners. That, the question on whether we are an organised team is going to really come up in that Anyang game, actually. If we can hold them off, then we've beaten them once this season, so let's do it again. Yeah, Monday night at 7.30. Who booked that one? <laughs> <laughs> Still, we have to feel optimistic overall. I mean, being three points off the top of the table at this is pretty, quite unheard of for Ansan. I've like you guys, we've been following this team for 10 years now, and we should be ecstatic that we're doing this well. Yeah, I think if you'd have offered us this position at the start of the season, we would have bit your hands off. So, I don't know. I've had a taste for it now. I won't want much more. I had to remind myself that during the Elan game. Um, I was so hungry for the win watching it and getting so frustrated with how we were playing up front that I had to kind of sit back and say, whoa, if we win this game, we're tied for first. So thank you for upping my expectations this year, Green Wolves. I think the K2, you know, as a whole is wildly unpredictable and that makes it a good watch and compelling viewing in many ways, so... Yeah, last season, Suwon, and then ultimately, of course, for the resources, Jeju eventually just made that the whole league a non-event. But yeah, this season, and we're only you know nine games or so in, but it's it is wide open, and it's actually it's quite interesting. I don't think Anyang is surprising everyone, and even teams like Gyeongnam and Gimchon's poor performances generally are also surprising people. So. I think as long as we pick up enough points each month, we can at least be in playoff contentions right up through to October. Yeah, I just think the most glaring like deficiency in the side at the moment is the fact that we're just not scoring enough. Choi Gonju is a man that can do majestic things at times on the wing, but his general finishing... You know, leaves a lot to be desired. I know he's still a work in progress, but he's playing and he's starting games. We need to see more end product from him. I think he's benefiting from the under-23 rule at the moment in terms of his game time. I thought, I'd thought i hoped he'd kick on from his kind of breakthrough last season, but it's yeah, he needs to start scoring, simple as. I know we've got injuries and I know that Santiago hasn't really figured at all so far, but I don't feel like Shim Jamin is the answer either. I know he's young, but mm. you take out that headed winner he got in the second round of the KFA Cup against Yang Pyong and like we mentioned, the winner against Dejon. He's he's a raw talent and I think his development is better served coming off the bench in games, personally. So, 15 points then for me. What's your prediction? How many are we going to return from that possible total? Get your crystal ball out, Colin. I do. Um, we're going to beat Asan on Children's Day in the binary code that have been the Asan greeners of late, one to zero. Um, the Anyang game on Monday night, that is a tough one. 
I'm going to go. We're going to tie at 1 1. We're going to beat the Dragons and we're going to tie the Elon. Hmm. And undefeated. So I'm, I'm very hmm. half glass half full here. Two wins, two draws, next four games. Yeah, for some reason, I mean, like me and Colin did the last time we did the podcast, we went for a win against Jonham and we said that we've now cursed ourselves and we went on to lose that game with literally the last kick of the match, a deflected strike as well. Painful. But one fixture I always look forward to, whether it's because they're a recently formed team like ourselves, is the Chungnam Asan home and away ties because I see them as realistic, you know, three-point matches for the Green Wolves. So the only one I would have full optimism going into is Wednesday's clash, even though we're coming off a defeat. Let's just hope we can get amongst the goals as soon as possible. All right. Well, Colin, you said eight points in the next four matches. I'm going to extend my prediction through the fifth game in May, the Gyeongnam one. I'm going to say nine points from 15. I think that will keep us competitive. Um, and I don't think it's unrealistic. Um, <laughs> we'll see if we're sitting eighth in the league after five defeats. But and... Yeah, I mean, it's playoff form, isn't it? If we, you know, there's no use in draws in particular in this league, given the unpredictable nature of the second tier of Korean football. So if you, if you lose a game narrowly, you win the following one. If you, if you keep up form like that, then chances are you are going to make the playoffs come the end of the season or be in the picture at least. So Every game so far this season, even though we played poorly last night, we have been in the match itself right up until the final whistle. So credit to the defence. Only seven goals conceded thus far. But we need to see more on the offensive front. Right. Well, it's time to blow the whistle on today's section. And cheers, lads. And let's hope we are back with some optimism. Some And actually, we can score more than one goal in a game by the time Christmas we reach June. Yeah. Christmas come early. <laughs> <laughs> Low expectations I'll, for presents. I'll take 1-0 every week if we can do it. <laughs> All right, five, five one nils. That'd be good. I don't think my heart could cope, but let's see. All right, lads. Well, cheers, and we'll see you next time. Yeah, thanks a lot, mate. Peace out, gentlemen. So that concludes this edition of the Amsterdam Football Podcast. I'd like to extend my thanks again to our guests from Indosport.com and also to you, the listener, for making it this far into the podcast and um, one question we've been asked a lot is about actually the situation with Ansan kits because they've been unavailable so far this season um, two months in and um, the home shirt has been made available on greensfc.shop um, and that's going to be the only only the home shirt this season will be available um, but you can get the patches and the the names but unfortunately no away kits this season and no goalkeeper shirts so if you are interested in that you can head over to that and i look forward to seeing you again next time when we 
dissect what happened during the month of May in Ansan's season. Take care everyone and stay safe.